What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Microfamous. We're talking about five reasons to base your marketing on podcasting and not social media. Now, the reason that I want to cover this today is because whenever you start thinking about growth, whether it's the end of a year, the end of a quarter, whatever the case is, whenever your attention turns to growth and thinking about growing your influence, growing your audience, reaching and impacting more people, unfortunately, there seems to be a very common, I would say, mindset that has kind of that has really taken root i would say over the last 10 years which is everyone seems to have agreed that marketing and social media are now one and the same i actually had somebody on social media ask me like hey are you on instagram and i'm like not really uh, i mean i have a profile there so somebody doesn't steal my my micro famous brand name but that's about it uh, and they're like well how can you not be on instagram you're in marketing and that is evidence of that mindset. It's the perfect expression of that mindset, which is if you're not on Instagram, how can you be in marketing? Well, it's because I'm in marketing and I know what I'm doing. That's why I'm not on Instagram all the time. So I wanted to cover a little bit about why would you base your, your marketing around podcasting as opposed to social media? Because uh, what we're seeing right now in social media is that what I would call them big social, you know, Facebook uh, and Twitter uh, and to a lesser extent LinkedIn have essentially decided between them that what they want is for all of us to be on our device for multiple hours a day. And for those of us that are in business, what they want from us is they want us creating content and then engaging in real time. So you can see this uh, in, in different ways, you know, like Facebook now no, you know, has taken away the ability to use outside tools like Buffer and Hootsuite uh, to post to personal profiles. You know, they're trying to separate personal profiles and business pages. Unfortunately, uh, you know, all the algorithm changes uh, have come and, and, and business pages have essentially been devalued. We'll talk about that in a second. But, but all evidence points to, and everyone that has success on the platform, they're the, the way that they got successful points to this, which is that social media companies have decided that what is going to get you free attention on social media is you creating content and engaging in real time. Unfortunately, if you are an introvert, that is not the life that you want to live. It's not the life that I want to live. And so I'm not going to base my marketing around social media. Social media in its current form has been around for what, 10 years, maybe, uh, maybe a little bit longer, you know, pushing 13, 14. YouTube has run around since like 06. And so a lot of the tools that have now become the de facto tools of marketing haven't been around for that long. Marketing has been around for a lot longer than that. And so I want to get into some things of why you'd want to base your marketing around podcasting as opposed to social media. So let's start with the first one. Podcasting is not subject to an algorithm just to get seen. And I mentioned Facebook pages. You know, there was a stretch there where we were encouraged to build up our Facebook pages, both by companies and by influencers. And then their effectiveness were just wiped out overnight by algorithm changes. Now it's to the point where you could have thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers on a Facebook page. And odds are when you post there, that post will be seen by one to 2% of people, maybe, you know, 5% of you're lucky. Those are people that subscribe to get your content. Podcasts don't work that way. Podcasts automatically download to a subscriber's device. There's no algorithm hiding our content, dictating that now we have to pony up the cash to reach the people who've already subscribed. Uh, another good thing about podcasts is that they are available and you can publish them on multiple platforms. And I'm not just talking about, you know, Spotify. You can actually move a move a podcast. Uh, let's let's say the entire podcasting ecosystem, like like iTunes or something, goes down. Great. There's already Spotify. There's already Amazon Music, Pandora, a whole bunch of these other platforms that are for music now offer options to listen to podcasting. There's also dedicated apps like Castbox and things like that. On top of that, you could always take your podcast episodes if they're recorded on video and post them on YouTube, or you can put them on Vimeo and embed them in your website, and you just send people to your website. 
So there's there's a lot that you can do to get your content seen without it running through somebody else's algorithm, squashing you down, dictating how many of your subscribers you actually get to reach with your content. So that's number one. Number two, podcasting has a very long shelf life. Uh, episodes are searchable, discoverable, shareable long after they're created. You know, one thing that people, if you're if you're not familiar with the podcasting world very much, is you, you don't realize how much people actively go back into podcasts they've subscribed to and look for older episodes to listen to. I do this all the time with Tim Ferriss. If I run across somebody that's really interesting, I'll go back and see if Tim Ferriss did an interview with them. If somebody comes out with a new book, I want to see what Tim Ferriss's conversation with that book author sounds like. You know, I want to see what what Tim Ferriss and Derek Sivers together, what Tim Ferriss and Ryan Holiday together, what did they sound? I want I want that interview. So I'll go specifically looking for that. And lots of people are like that. So I see this every time we update our podcast clients on the stats of their show. So when a new episode comes out, we see a spike in their download numbers. But when you actually dig into the numbers, you find that 30, 40, maybe 50% of their downloads aren't that episode that just came out that day. It's people getting the new episode and then going back and also downloading and listening to an older episode. So for example, I'm going to take my real estate podcast, Real Estate Uncensored. I was looking at the back end of our YouTube channel. We still get hundreds of YouTube plays on episodes that we recorded in 2015 and 2016. Why? Because they still have good SEO. They're good episodes. They got good traction. So social media posts have a much shorter shelf life, and yet we're expected to put time and energy into them as if they had a long shelf life. In order to get something to actually legitimately get promoted by the social media companies, you really do have to put your heart and soul and time and energy into creating really great, engaging content. That is not an easy thing for most people to do. It does not come naturally. It's a skill set that is learned. Gary Vee has learned that skill set with great pain and great and great time and energy commitment, I would add. So now that he has this skill set, can he get engagement on social media? Absolutely. But look at the time and effort being put into his social media. Uh, and if you tried to emulate that, is it going to get you the best results as if you put that same time and energy into something people can find six months or six years from now? I would argue no. So that's number two. Podcasting has a long shelf life. Let's get into number three. Podcasting is based on timeless principles. So when we advise our clients uh, on our weekly podcast formula, here's what we're looking for. You combine three types of episodes. Number one, authentic conversations with influencers. Number two, solo episodes where you deliver your message straight to the audience. And number three, success stories with your best clients talking about the results that you've got them. That's kind of like, and, and just in short, I'm glossing over that super quickly, but that's our weekly podcast formula that we advise the vast majority of our clients to run as kind of the right blend of episodes for their podcast. Now, why those types? Because there's a whole bunch of other things that you could do. Well, it's because those three types of episodes are all based on timeless formats that have existed stretching back into radio and then leading into like teleseminars. You know, I was reading uh, back through one of Dan Kennedy's books over the weekend and just was chuckling about, you know, some of the things that he would talk about sharing on teleseminars and things like that. And, and that's not a part of my reality. But for decades, that was a normal part of business people's reality. You should get on and you, you attend a teleseminar and you listen to some expert being interviewed and masterminding on a group conference call. Well, now podcasting has replaced that, but it's built on the same format. I always want to build my systems around things that don't change as opposed to the things that change every day. One of the downsides uh, of just the whole Gary Vee 
Grant Cardone kind of hustle mentality is that if you're going to chase free attention on social media, you've got to have an edge. You've got to have a tactical advantage that gets the social media companies to put you in front of people for free. And unfortunately, that slight edge never lasts for very long because the market always catches up. So if you really want to chase that road, if you want to chase free attention on social media, you have to do what Gary Vee and Grant Cardone do, which is constantly, constantly, constantly be on the hamster wheel of experimenting with new things, new platforms, new tactics, because they're always trying to catch that slight edge. Because if they don't have that edge, they don't get free attention. They get the attention they may have already earned, but they don't get any more attention for free. And that's part of why they're there on those platforms. They want that free attention. And so we know what social medias want. They want on our, us on our devices creating new content and engaging in real time for hours and hours a day. So as social media companies have figured out that that's what they want, now that's what they're going to promote and put in front of more people for free. So it used to be back in the day, I think when Grant Cardone wrote the 10X uh, book, which I loved, it was a great book. You know, he talked about how I think some, some new post is going out on Twitter from his account, like every 17 minutes or something ridiculous like that. Because you just never knew when somebody was going to hang out there. And as long as people were subscribed and they followed you on Twitter, they were going to get that post in their feed. The only question is, when were they going to look at their feed? Well, with the algorithm changes, that all went out the door. That doesn't work anymore. So just multiplying your content across many platforms and posting it consistently and not being there, building an audience, that just doesn't work anymore. So what does work is being on your device and creating real-time content and engaging in real time with your audience. And extroverts can do that over the long run. You know, Gary Vee and Grant Cardone are very good at it and it seems like it energizes them. They may tell you differently. I'd be curious to know what they think, but from the outside looking in, they're not burning out. As an introvert, that stuff burns me out. The thought of it exhausts me. Being actively engaged, creating content in real time for hours a day sounds exhausting. I don't want to base the success of my business on that. Because always chasing that slight edge to get temporary attention for free, at best, I win a fleeting temporary edge. That's the best case scenario. And tomorrow, I've got to find something different. And you can see it in Gary Vee's content. Always, always, always experimenting, chasing that next round of free attention. That's not what I want to base my business on. So let's skip to number four. Podcasting allows you to spend more time with your audience. Uh, again, if you're not in the podcast world very much, you might not know this, but once an average listener starts an episode, they listen to 80% of the episode. Now think about that when you, when you look at Joe Rogan's episodes being two to three hours long. I was interviewed by a gentleman the other day on his podcast and we were chit-chatting before the interview started and he mentioned that he listened to the entirety of Joe Rogan's last interview with his guest. I think it was pushing four hours. Now I don't know when he's listening, maybe while he's working or something, but that like that's not my behavior habits but the stats do show that once somebody starts listening they listen to about 80 percent of the episode so if your episodes are 30 minutes you know 35 minutes long like most of our clients episodes are the average listener is listening to about 30 minutes of that episode and we see that borne out in the stats behind the scenes now compare that to the next platform where you get to spend the most time with somebody and that's YouTube. Uh, on the back end of our uh, real estate podcast, I was looking at our YouTube stats the other day and our average watch time is between 10 and 12 minutes. And that's great. That's what people binging on our show. That's what people putting our show in the background while they work. Like all that is factored into that still, even with all that, even with the fact that we did for many years, you know, a couple of episodes a week that were 60 minutes worth of content. We had rabid fans consuming every single minute of that. Even then our average watch time is only around 12 minutes. Contrast that with a podcast episode that's 45 minutes long. If somebody listens to 80% of that, they're listening to you for over a half an hour. There is no other marketing medium where you get to spend a half an hour with your audience talking about your expertise. 
It just doesn't exist. So podcasting has a huge advantage there. It allows you to spend more time with your audience. Now let's go to number five and the final one. Podcasting helps build the ultimate asset of any expert business. And that, that asset is the audience. So again, I was going back through that Dan Kennedy book over the weekend and just reflecting back on old school direct mail. And for a direct mail marketer, the mailing list was everything. If you had a great list, you had a great business. The list was everything. Now today we don't have a an equivalent, right? Because we're not doing a lot of direct mail. And even with an email, that email can change over time. And it's, it's harder to track people down and kind of keep in touch with them at one particular place in one, you know, one time that'll last us for five or 10 years. So the asset is no longer the mailing list. It's the people. Those people can be in our email list. They can be subscribed to our podcast. They can follow us on social media, but the asset is the people. It's the scalable relationship that you have with a group of people, the people that you want to serve and impact. That's actually the asset that you're building. And podcasting allows you to reach new people online, develop a deeper long-term relationship with them and convert them into ideal clients over time. So to me, rather than basing my marketing plan around social media where the tactics are fleeting, the attention is fleeting, the rewards are fleeting, and the the potential, the risk of my business being excluded from being able to reach the people that have subscribed to me is very, very high. Why would I want to base all of my marketing around that type of platform? I would rather base my marketing around something like podcasting that's based on timeless principles that helps me build that asset of the audience, allows me to spend more time with them, right? Has a very long shelf life for all those reasons that we talked about. I put podcasting front and center into my marketing plan and then everything else flows from there. I would say if there's anything that, that spells out the difference between the micro famous system and any other marketing system, it's that. It puts podcasting front and center and it moves, moves social media to the end, <laughs> to the last, which was absolutely where it belongs if you want to have any sort of, uh, of life that you enjoy as an introvert. So I hope that was enjoyable. Uh, reach out anytime. I'd love to get your feedback on these episodes. Let me know if there's anything that you disagree with or if there's anything you loved and, and made an impact on you today. Uh, if you want to learn more about our agency and how we help launch podcasts and produce them and then effectively build a system that you can then take over from there, uh, just reach out. There'll be links in the description below and all that sort of fun stuff. So as we go into the next phase, whether that's the new year, the next quarter, whatever, and you're thinking about growth, Think about basing your marketing plan on the things that don't change and not on the things that do. And we'll leave you with that. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.